Hello everybody, this is, I'm Clay Foreman, this is the Turtle Reads Podcast with me and Melissa. Melissa. <laughs> uh, we are talking today about the book Equal Rights by Terry Pratchett. It is the, I think the third, yeah, third novel in Discworld series and it's about witches and feminism and all kinds of stuff. So, um, but yeah, how are you, Melissa? I'm doing all right. Um, gonna adjust these again. Oh, I fucked up. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm 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 still learning. I fucked up the sound, guys. I'm sorry. No, you did not. Go ahead, keep talking. <laughs> all right. Um, but yeah, um, this is, I hadn't read this one before. Um, okay. Let's do the intro over again. All right. You ready? Okay. Yeah. What? Hello, everybody. This is the Turtle Reese Podcast. I am Clay Foreman, and this is Melissa Diaz. Hello. It's great to be with y'all. Uh, we're going to be reading, going over Equal Rights, which is uh, the third book in the Discworld series by Terry Pratchett. Um, it is about witches and feminism and magic and all kinds of shit. Uh, I have yeah. not read this one yet, and it was... Uh, Interesting, because I started off with the Tiffany Aching series, which starts with the We Free Men, and Tiffany Aching is like one of the witches, mm-hmm. like a young witch. Um, but I, and I never really got into like, you know, equal rights and all the other ones about like the older witches and shit, like Granny Weatherwax and all that. So this okay. was interesting to see that background and and also. Uh, What's her name? The uh, es- Escarina. Escarina. Esk. Esk for short. <laughs> Did you not read these because it's a? It mentions feminism. No, no, no. I just didn't. Fuck that. I didn't even realize it was that heavy into the feminism thing until I started reading it. It's just like uh, that was just one I never really picked up because uh, it didn't like equal rights didn't really pop out to me mm-hmm. as like a name of a title. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> all right look <laughs> uh, yeah of course it wouldn't of course you would look at that and your eyes would glaze over and you would just imagine some woman yapping at you about equal rights of course oh and apparently i was wrong whenever i had texted you i said that i thought that rihanna pratchett uh pratchett had based the character tiffany aching on rihanna pratchett apparently based esk on on his daughter Esk is is uh, based on Rihanna, his oh, daughter. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Well, so okay, yeah, just a little firebrand. Yeah. Esk. Yeah, I mean, and it's, she's very similar to Tiffany. I I read all of Tiffany the Tiffany Aching books, and uh, they're pretty similar. Like you know, go uh like to go off on their own, climbing into people's boats and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. It, uh. Did you, yeah, ever run, was, did you ever run away from home or anything like that? I re- went to my friend's house. Okay, so my parents had gone to New Orleans. Uh, they left my sister to watch over me. This sounds like a big babysit story. Babysit me. Yeah. yeah <laughs> they, they ended up having to call the cops. Uh, <laughs> I, and so I went to my sister. And I'm like, hey, can I go to my friend's house? His house is just like down the highway. She goes, no. Then she passes out. On what? Moonshine? No. What is this? She, she, she just ate too many po' boys? No, she was just... I'm trying to think of Louisiana stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> no, she just yeah, fell asleep uh, and in the living room, and I just snuck out with no shoes. Uh, I, was, I, I w- went and walked down the highway in my socks. Well, it is Louisiana. <laughs> and, uh, I don't even know if that's a thing. Went to my friend's house, and like whenever the cops pulled up, me and him were playing light like lightsabers in the front yard and shit. <laughs> That's hilarious. But uh, apparently my sister freaked out so much, which I half understand and I half don't because I literally had just told her like an hour or two before, like, hey, or asked her if I could go to my friend's house. So yeah. where where does she think I went? But uh, Well, maybe she thinks you wandered off into the swamps or something like that. Well, they ended up, went, like, she called my mom, my mom and my stepdad, and they ended up coming all the way back from New Orleans. Yeah. And then they called the cops. They had a dive team ready to go and dive in our pond. <laughs> in your pond? Yeah. Dude, that's dark. <laughs> that's they, dark. They were like, maybe Clay fell in the pond and 
forgot how to swim or something. Oh my god, <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. So yeah, they had a whole dive team ready to go whenever I, I I pulled up to the house and everything. And my sister was furious. She's still kind of mad about it. To well, I mean, she doesn't even talk to me anymore. But uh, <laughs> if it ever comes up, she's still mad about it because I I just kind of nonchalantly talk about it, and she's like, it was I was like freaking the fuck out and stuff, and I'm like. I told you where I was going. Like I asked yeah, you if listen. I could go there. <laughs> Older sister. Older sister. Yeah. They don't listen. Older siblings don't listen. Um. But yeah, that was that was the only time I really ran away. You know, like it wasn't really running away. But they, she doesn't talk to you because of that day. No, no, okay. she doesn't talk to me for a lot of other reasons. Oh uh, my god, your fault, her fault, both. Oh, I mean, we would we would say uh, or say horrible things to each other. No, she would say it's my fault, and I would say it's. Uh, misunderstanding of something like, I did. It sounds like it's your fault. <laughs> but that's just from my outside what I just heard you say right now. <laughs> Listen, if I were, if you were like, Melissa, why, why don't you speak to your brother? Which I don't. Uh, and I would be like, eh, you know, it's misunderstanding. He thinks I did something and I think it was just a misunderstanding. Yeah. <laughs> Look. <laughs> I mean, that sounds bad. Suspect. You burn her dolls or something? No, uh, I. Uh, so, <laughs> man, talking about this on the podcast is gonna get some uh, text from her. Um, no, actually, I don't even think she fucking cares or, or listens. So, I, nah, fuck it. Be free. Um, so, I had gotten my niece a job, her daughter. I got her uh, a job at the Sonic I worked at. Uh, I was just a manager there, and then I decided to quit. Whenever I quit, I pulled up to the Sonic, and literally the first car hop I saw, I gave my key and my badge and said, put it on the desk. Happened to be my niece. Okay. Which then, she did catch a little bit of shit from the uh, GM because the GM, I guess, thought that it was something. I don't know, uh, but... That it was connected? Yeah. Like you guys were plotting? Yeah. For I, what? For her to be manager for the day? I don't fucking know. And then, uh, yeah, it, my sister says I used my niece, which is bullshit. Um, and and to me, and also, it's just a sonic job. Like, my my niece is going into social working now. Like, yeah. she's, she's graduating as a social worker. Like An actual career. An actual career. Nothing, nothing was fucking... Yeah, like I said, it's a fucking misunderstanding. Okay, I got it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, why would you want anything to go smoothly for anyone you care about at a Sonic, right? You would want them to have the worst experience. You don't want them to stay at a fucking Sonic. What, is she going to climb up the fucking corporate ladder? <laughs> be in, be uh, the queen of burger flipping? What the fuck? I don't even know what they serve at Sonic. What the hell? It's a burger place, right? Uh, burger, pretty much everything. They, they serve a lot. It, Sonic really is my favorite fast food place. What do you mean they serve a lot? Do they have burgers, Mexican, hot dogs? You know I mean? They have yep, bur- burgers, hot dogs, oh. burritos, mozzarella sticks. Uh, I get it. It's one of those places. Corn yeah, yeah, dogs, everything. Mm. Dude, I haven't had a good corn dog. And they're the drink stop. They have like 50 different flavors of drinks. Really? Yeah. What, uh, what do you mean? What the fuck? How could you possibly have 50 different flavors of drinks? So you have all your regular drinks, and then okay. you have the flavor add-ins, and you can mix anything you want with anything you want. Oh, my God. That sounds obscene. All right. <laughs> I guess I'll be going to Sonic soon. Blue raspberry cherry limeade <laughs> is the best. Anyway. Um. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sounds like your family is in a situation, especially at Sonic and, and just in general, where they have to be hyper-vigilant about shit because there are crackheads or something no it's or what is no it? it's not it's not just, are there just a lot of hustlers around them nope so then why is she so paranoid i don't fucking know something had to have happened you don't just become, i mean is she bipolar oh i'm not gonna speak on that because i don't <laughs> i don't yes no 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 <laughs> All right. probably not okay. I, I i don't know her medical history with any of that okay, um fine uh but she ha- does have some trust issues with the rest of the family. Uh-huh. And she get? She I could say me and between me and my siblings, we've always had kind of resentment for multiple incidents. 
So who got molested? What happened here? What's no, I got on? molested. Oh, okay. So <laughs> not by any of them. You're the one that should be all paranoid. I know. Surprise, <laughs> dude. Unfair. You can't even be a vic. You can't even fucking cash in on being a victim. She's taking it away from you. What a bitch. Yeah. I'll just I'm, I'm gonna say that Clay does not endorse what I'm saying. I'm just talking <laughs> shit because I feel like this is an issue. Just just so whoever. Whatever dumbass is listening right now, this is me. I'm talking shit. I do comedy, so this, what, what, my opinions do not reflect the opinions of Clay or Clay Associates. Legalese, legal speak, ergo ipso facto. Oh, she's assistant district attorney. She, yeah, she, she'll she'll be like, this is bullshit. I'm still suing. I feel like I, I covered my ass here, though. I feel like on, on some level, if I get the right lawyer, they'd be like, yeah, this this holds up. You didn't know what the language was, but the intent was there. I'm just saying, this is that my views do not reflect Clay's views. Agreed? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, back to what I was saying. Back to the crazy shit I was saying. <laughs> Man, that fucking sucks. Fucking families, dude. Families yeah. are so fucking st- retarded. Just the dynamic. Yeah. It's just, it's, there's so much bullshit that builds up. I hate my brother, by the way. I don't talk to my brother. And uh, all his fault. Unequivocally. <laughs> okay? Unequivocally all his fault. But whatever. He has mental issues. He has, he has a severe uh, head trauma. You know, a lot of shit. Okay? He's in jail now. Thank God. <laughs> Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> Listen, it's not for everybody, okay? But some people, when their brothers go to jail, it's fucking awesome, okay? And I'm one of them. So if you're out there, don't feel bad about it. Just enjoy the years you have, <laughs> okay? So he's being rehabilitated, allegedly. So he's, he's good. He's being watched. <laughs> But yeah, that sucks. So you got molested. Your fucking sister takes all the fucking paranoia credit for it. I I think she might have got molested too. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like it. Trust me, I know. Okay, (laughs) I come. I come from a trashy, fucked up family. Also, you're not alone. In fact, I would. I would argue that most of us do. Yeah. And there's all the all kinds of that shit going on, and nobody talks about it. And I think we should because it fucking happens a lot. Yeah. And and a lot of times it's this weird situation. I'm not gonna. I'm not speaking for you or even for me for that matter, necessarily. But a lot of times it's happening between siblings. You're both, you know, it's kids. Kids yeah. fucking, uh, fucking up kids in, in all kinds of different sadistic ways. It wasn't anything between us, like, immediate like siblings, said, but it was, for me, it was my stepbrother. Yeah, look at that shit, right? Fucking motherfucker. And then, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then the fucked up thing is, it's like you got to grow up and kind of be like, he was a kid, sort of, you know, like, yeah. get it, piece of shit. Yeah, it's hurt people, hurt people type shit. Yeah. You know, that, that's what it is. Mm-hmm. It, it was hilarious, though, whenever, like, I kind of came to grips with it, and I told my parents and everything, and Good. my uh, my dad was like, yeah, he uh, that totally makes sense, because he had been sent away to Florida a little, like, a year, a few years after uh, he molested me. Yeah. Uh, he had been sent away to florida and i figured he just moved with some family or something but no he had uh gone and chased a 60 year old woman in her house while naked yeah. uh trying to fuck her and was it uh, drugs also or just I, him I, I fucked don't up? Know. I, you don't even know no Goddamn. yeah you see that shit just fucking spirals <laughs> fucking spirals that, that definitely sounds like some kind of borderline personality disorder for sure or drugs or both and i mean he was uh, he was touched by his dad. His dad, uh, mm-hmm. like my stepmom, changed his name completely because he was named the same name as his dad. And then whenever she split with him, she changed his name uh, because she didn't want to have anything to do with him because he had touched kids. Totally kids understandable. Shit, you know, Absolutely. so it's again hurt people, hurt people. Yeah, but changing a name doesn't give you a clean slate yeah. when it comes to you know molestation. Yeah, that kind of has a way of clinging to you like a like a wet shit. Yeah. Like a wet turd. And it just goes on and on. Have you ever seen Soft White Underbelly? No. That's that was the first time I really realized the magnitude of how 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 much people are getting molested here. It's, really? It's fucking insane. It's this guy, he does interviews, he does really personal, uh very tasteful 
tastefully designed interviews with people from all over the country, all over the place, from Virginia from, to Skid Row to he went to Thailand to go interview Lady Boys, you know, and, and Johns and stuff. And he just interviews people from all over and mo mainly the U.S. And all of the, the fucked up people here, it, it, I will say 90% of the time, at least from all the interviews I saw, and I saw a lot, it's fucking, so, they got molested. Some fucked up shit happened. Molested and drugs. And it seems like they're just intertwined. So you can't, one without the other, they make each other worse, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, you get molested, you do drugs. You do drugs, you molest somebody, you know? Or yeah. whatever the hell happens. Some fucked up thing happens. And it just goes on and on. And then you just, these people are just on the street, just trying to forget everything with crystal meth. Which you're not doing. Yeah, I, I, I accepted therapy pretty kind of early on. And then I got into really good uh, uh, narrative therapy, which helps me That's a great. lot since I'm a, I like to write. So I found something that helps me kind of go over and review and boil it down in my head to Absolutely. where I can deal with it better. But yeah, for most people, it's like they don't. Either their support system around them isn't isn't up to par to allow them that expression yeah. or, or way to get through it, or they just don't want to mm -hmm. get better. Or they don't want to face it. Yeah. It's it's a monster. Yeah. It builds up in your head. It's a monster. I don't know. I, I, I went through my own shit in my own way. Yeah. I think I almost got molested, but luckily it did not happen. And it's just narrative is perfect, yeah. perfectly what it what describes it. I'm sure you know from experiencing it, but facing it and then telling it to yourself is the way to get away, yeah. just to begin to try to step away from that and see it as a story you're in. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it doesn't ultimately end you. Yeah. It's what, that, what I'm saying. The story goes on because you go on. Yeah. With narrative therapy, it's a, they have like a few different kind of uh, components to it. Um, you can even I, I still do it sometimes whenever I'm really anxious about a project or some shit. Mm -hmm. You do uh, you write down three versions of the story, whether you're working on something in your past or something that's gonna happen soon or future or you're planning. You do uh, what's realistically gonna happen or what did happen. And then you write the best possible outcome, and then you write the worst possible outcome. Interesting. And you just evaluate, like, the whole spectrum of what's possible within the past scenario or the future scenario and kind of get a better perspective on reality with it. Where you're headed, where yeah. you could go. How, do, how does that help you? It really, like, like I said, it just kind of boils it down and, like, makes it more real for me of, like, like whenever I was working on the uh, – you know the getting molested and shit uh i wrote it down what exactly what happened in the best version where he i didn't even go in his room and then the worst version which uh, won't even talk about but <laughs> <laughs> i have a it's very there. vivid imagination yeah i could uh, see it in your head forming. <laughs> you're just walking past that room and so i'm like yeah this it could have been a lot worse and it was still bad what he did mm -hmm. but right. I mean, ultimately, that was that, and it ended there. Like, I move on with my life. That is still something traumatic, but I don't have to let it affect me. Yeah, So, exactly. But that's the thing. When some traumatic shit happens to you, you something weird happens. I guess to, to insulate yourself from the pain of facing it yeah. and, and the reality of what just happened to you, you get into this fuzzy space in your mind almost like like uh, fantasy land in your head yeah and you just kind of fade away into that and i think it's why a lot of people like us where right, i get into fantasy books and all that kind of stuff right because it's just right in the wheelhouse of all that and it's healthier than drugs but i think drugs do serve the same purpose i think heroin does the exact same thing as reading all of the Discworld novels in one <laughs> sitting do you know what i'm saying yeah and so you, one way or the other, you try to recede into this safe, big space in your head because it's just better 
than the small cold space that is outside of you. Yeah. Right. Until you realize that that's not quite it. And you face that fucking monster and you can spend your whole life facing the monster. It's, it's a whole, but it's a valiant quest, I think, yeah. because that's your dragon that you got to fucking slay. Yeah. Some fucking dude in Florida running around naked after some 60 year old lady. <laughs> it's like, dude, go stick your dick in an alligator. All right. Anyway. Yeah, we should really get on the book. <laughs> <laughs> it's got way deeper than I was intending today. I'm sorry. I um, <laughs> No, no. Like I said, the. the uh, I'm so, well, this is, I have the, I do that. Too. <laughs> I have that effect on people because uh, the, I think the ADD, right? makes me kind of latch on to. Well, and you probe. You did keep it's, on. It's not on purpose. I just genuinely <laughs> get interested. Yeah, it's, yeah. So, so it's not like I'm trying to pull anything out of you, but I've gone through this before. I used to do an interview podcast and it was always by the end of it. Somebody's like, damn, I didn't even want to talk about that. And I'd be like, uh, <laughs> we could delete it. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all good. I'm, I'm an open book i don't really care but yeah, yeah. it was more that was more intense than i was intending to get but uh sorry i'm good <laughs> <laughs> we can we can delete it <laughs> yeah. great right. content yeah um, i think so too i hope i shared enough so that you felt like you weren't yeah. al- alone i could dish more i don't care <laughs> but yeah anyway no equal worries. rights as we were <laughs> equal right feminism yeah woo feminism that's a feminism stupid Feminism hasn't made sense since voting rights, basically. And then a little bit, certain parts of each feminist wave made some sense, but then it, they all went too fucking far. I, I thought it was, I think it's hilarious. Right now there's like this uh, kind of not anti-feminist movement, but like there's this group of uh, women right now who came out and are like, I don't think women should have the right to vote. <laughs> Like yeah, there are women who are coming out and saying that like legitimately. <laughs> and I'm like, I, I get the bit, but I don't know if it's a bit for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you know, guys would say that jokingly like, Oh, I don't think women should have the right to vote. Like whenever they do it, they yeah, do they something could, stupid or it. something. But yeah, these, I think these women might actually mean it. And they I'm mean like, it. all right, <laughs> what do you know that I don't? <laughs> they're just fucking lazy what they want i'll tell you what those dumbasses want what they want is to go back to being they want to be a protected class women so that you take away rights you're responsible for them now so you gotta put that you gotta codify that into law yeah you gotta say well these humans cannot vote nor can they own property uh nor can they do, Bal- have they have bad balance and all kinds of other things and they talk too much <laughs> so <laughs> we need to help them uh, while they're sh- shitting babies out of their pussies so right so then men are have to they have to have legal obligations now for women i think that's what they want that would be, These that would be lazy whores. Yeah. <laughs> that's just another kind of whore. On both sides we're dealing with whores. You know what i'm saying? There's stay at home whores and they want to just maximize the privilege of the stay-at-home whore, where you just your legs, you just keep your legs up, and tits up. You know what I mean? You make a sandwich, and everybody takes care of you. And then there's the other whores who who want nothing to do with any of that. They don't want any obligation, but they also want extra, extra good treatment. Either way, they're just whores that want extra good treatment. Yeah. Right. And then there's all the women in the middle, because both of those are fringe. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I. I yeah no it's (laughs) listen you can weigh in okay you can open up here how is it that you can talk about your fucking this this traumatic experience and you can't just give me a fucking opinion about feminism (laughs) feminism is good (laughs) this is crazy (laughs) damn that's how it is now men are so fucking terrified to say anything about women they would rather talk about their their child molestation than feminism than their real views on feminism. I I mean, it's all like coming back around right now with the whole like LGBTQ uh, trans rights thing of like, oh, well, does a trans woman have women's rights, even though it's biological male and all this kind of shit. And it's like, then you have the people who were for the, the first wave feminism uh, that was just voting rights pushing, f- or it might be right. second wave feminism 
first is second wave feminism is pushing against third wave feminism because they're like, well, what we don't have like a place of our own, like, you know, the whole thing about a transgender person going in a women's bathroom. It's like, yeah, that is kind of weird. You're walking <laughs> into a place filled with women and pulling out your dick. Yeah. That uh, is a weird it's thing. kind of nowhere around that. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know that the whole feminism right now thing right now, that's why I was, I, I, once I realized it was, it was like that kind of like, is this girl taking gender roles by becoming a witch or is she, she bucket by becoming a wizard and all this stuff? I'm like, yeah, uh, I was like, okay, this is an interesting one to do right now with the whole transgender thing and all that. That's true. <laughs> also the dwarf one. So we're, we're actually pretty relevant. This is a, this is a pretty happening podcast. Yeah. I got to say. <laughs> what, what I liked about it is that for equal rights, the female characters who were witches weren't necessarily uh, extremely radical feminists. No, they yeah. liked being witches. Yeah. And they were... They, like uh, wait, um, weatherwax. Weatherwax was was also kind of like witches are witches, okay? And mm-hmm. fucking you, a man can't be a witch. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you know, she's just also kind of traditional. And then maybe like warlock, and she'd be like, "That's not the same. Yeah, <laughs> that's stupid." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So I'm. It, I don't know. It, it's very uh, relevant right now, but also I don't. I don't. I don't know what I. It's nothing relevant. Like. I don't know what to think about the transgender thing because I'm like, yeah, it is. It there isn't so many transgender people that it really matters. There's what, a lot going on with the whole transgender thing yeah. because have you did you always know transgender people or was this something? Did you meet transgender people later on in life? Uh, yeah, no, no I, I I didn't meet. I I think I might have met one. Might have met one whenever I was living in Seattle. Mm-hmm. And then whenever I moved here, that's whenever. I, but I didn't know Amy whenever I lived back home in Louisiana. I went to. I don't believe they. I don't believe they exist there. <laughs> yeah, they're not allowed. <laughs> they're just like that's a weird way to say faggot. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, excuse me. <laughs> but when uh, when I was going to high school, this was '90s, and. I went to high school in New York City in Chelsea, which is the neighborhood, the neighborhood for the gays. Yeah. And and gay men were there, lesbians were there. It's where the Stonewall riots happened very close by and just a few blocks away. And so I knew transgender people before before it was cool. I mean, I just knew of them already. There yeah. were people that I already knew that were like, yeah, I was taking hormone therapy and I fucking... I love my tits and, you know, I don't care who knows. And, and everybody at the time, there was no controversy. So you were just, it was, for me, from my perspective, I was just like, oh, that's a cool kind of body modification. You know, <laughs> that's what you're into. I don't give a fuck, right? I got a nose ring. I don't care, right? Yeah. So for me at the time, and I think for a lot of people, transgenderism was a form of, was just more, ex- a slightly more extreme form of body modification that you engaged with that you to undertook to look how you wanted to fucking look and that yeah. it was nobody else's fucking business what the hell that even meant but yeah. then over the decades it started to morph into this new thing this movement where first it was about accepting that there are transgendered people cool fine i don't think anybody has a problem with that yeah. but then it started to morph for some pe- for some people and this is all Twitter, uh, where they were like, no, they are women or they are men. And if you don't think so, there's something wrong with you. And then I think that's when people started to go, wait a minute. But that's because they were digging their heels in because the Republican conservative movement started to latch onto it and then amplify it so that they could use it for their bullshit. Yeah. And so then that started the this um, stalemate basically, right? Everybody's digging in their heels. They're having this tug of war, like what this means and what, what we should think about it and how much leeway we should give to right? So now we're just in this stupid situation where everyone is becoming extreme on both sides. Yeah. And what I don't like about it is that it's made transgender people very unpleasant to interact with. That's yeah. what I don't like about personally. Cause I waited, like I said, I had, I had years of of already knowing about this and and like yeah do whatever the fuck you want right there's people that put hooks in their backs and they hang from them like a fucking um 
what do you call those that you put in on top of babies? Yeah, the uh, mobiles. mobiles yeah. yeah, like a mobile, right? Like a human fucking mobile. I've seen that too. I don't give a shit. Do whatever the fuck you want with your body, right? Yeah. But um, now they've become so paranoid about the, the, the so-called fascists, which is also bullshit, that you interact with one in any way that they don't like, especially me as a chick. I don't know. I just get this sense. Sometimes, sometimes I interact with a, with a, a non-binary or transgender person, right? And because I don't, I feel like I'm not giving them something they want from me. It's just a very subtle thing. Yeah. Just because I'm not going beyond a hello, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Like, yes, queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're just a couple of ladies here. I don't know what I, what I'm expect, but I don't give it, and I immediately get hostility. Yeah. Right. And I don't know if you've experienced that, but for me as a lady, having a guy right make me want to make pressure me into thinking something yeah that's some rapey ass shit that's some rapey ass that's just that's instead of pussy rape as just mind rape yeah. you know where i have where i'm forced to capitulate in this way i don't even want the fuck's going on right i just walk into this room and now all of a sudden because i i'm not waving a flag there's a problem yeah so that part is becoming unpleasant because i'm having interactions like that I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely the, the whole uh, mentality of, yeah, think the way we think or else or else yeah. is very, very uh, authoritarian and creepy as fuck. Yeah. And I, w- listen, let me tell you something. I don't, I'm not even thinking about you. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? So what they're trying to say is you have to think about us. And it's like, I just came here for a smoothie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's like that kind of thing. Yeah. So go away. <laughs> that's and that's the whole even the pronoun thing, right? Pronouns are only relevant when you're talking about somebody in the third person. Yeah. Which means we're having arguments about how we're gonna talk about people that we don't even talk about. Yeah. That that aren't even in the conversation of the yeah. like they're not gonna hear it. Yeah. The only com- the only pronouns I use is usually you. Yeah. That's it. Or the person's name. Or, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So dumb. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Equal rights. Dude, We're going we to get the to ADD the book. is hard today. Yeah, I'm it's, sorry. It's hitting <laughs> so hard with what both happened? of us. What happened? What did you eat today? What did I eat today? I didn't today? eat anything today. That could be it. And then for me, I think I ate a little too much. I, I ate too much last night. And I was like, fuck, I pass out hurt. Yeah. That wow. affects my brain. <laughs> yeah, that, that could be it. All right, we gotta, we gotta. Can we do this? Yes, we can do this, we right? We can do this. Can you lead us? Got you. Okay. So, in equal rights, uh, the wizard Drum Billet knows that he will soon die and travels to a place where an eighth son of an eighth son is about to be born. This signifies that the child is destined to become a wizard. On the disc world, the number eight has many, ima- many of the magical properties that are sometimes ascribed to seven in other mythologies. Billet wants to pass his wizard staff on to his successor. However, the newborn child is actually a girl, Esk, full name Escarina Smith. Since Billet notices his mistake too late, the staff passes on to her. As Esk grows up, it becomes apparent that she has uncontrollable powers, and the local witch Granny Weatherwax decides to travel with her to Unseen University in Ankh-Morpork to help her gain the knowledge required to properly manage her powers. Yeah. Um, and then... Billet becomes a tree, right? Yes, he becomes he becomes the apple the apple tree in the orchard uh, that yeah really hates everybody else except for Esk. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's pretty f- funny. That's um, cool. And then uh, yeah, the, although Granny does try to teach Esk some of the witch ways before she like capitulates and is like, all right, I'm, I'm gonna let her try to be a wizard and bring her there, and uh, they the- have lessons that uh granny taught her were like lessons were quite practical there was a cleaning the kitchen table and basic herbalism there was mucking out the goats and the uses of fungi there was doing the washing and the summoning of the small gods and there's always tending the big copper still in the scullery and the theory and practice of distillation (laughs) so it's like yeah she would teach her something practical and then teach her something like very witchy like summoning of the small gods and shit yeah which so, is pretty cool yeah which is i like the borrowing power the best i mean that was obviously the hottest power yeah that the borrowing is uh was very very that. intense i like the whenever she borrowed the uh whenever granny borrowed the 
the university. That shit was fun. That was cool, yeah. <laughs> that was because, really like, cool. yeah, she's like, I open my windows and like she's opening her eyes and shit, and I'm like, all right, that that makes it, yeah, you you could feel it. It's very poetic. <laughs> yeah. He Terry Pratchett has these moments where he just says super poetic, beautiful phrases. Yeah, I, I got one right here. Uh, this is whenever. Uh, Actually, this is right after uh, the the borrowing. Whenever Esk was borrowed the eagle, mm-hmm. uh, Esk is I, I could feel myself vanishing. Yes, yes, better now. Murmured Granny, "You don't understand. I couldn't even remember my name." Esk shrieked, mm-hmm. "But you can remember now." Esk hesitated, checking. "Yes," she said. "Yes, of course. Now, so no harm done." But Granny sighed. You have learned something, she said, and thought it's safe to insert a touch of sternness into her voice. They say a little knowledge is a dangerous thing, but it is not one half so bad as a lot of ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he, he's got some really, really, like, good insights into shit like that. And uh, mm-hmm. I like his visuals, too. Look, I found one that, I, that, I, that really struck me last time I read it, which was just a simple... The storm walked around the hills on legs of lightning, shouting and grumbling. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. He's a, yeah. His imagery is really good. Mm-hmm. So it's a good, he's always good to read for that kind of stuff too. Just yeah. in addition to the stories and everything. Yeah. And quick quips and jokes. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they uh, are heading to the university in Angmore Pork, but a female wizard is something completely unheard of on the disc world. Esk is unsuccessful in her first direct attack attempt to gain entry into the university but granny weatherwax finds another way in as a servant while there esk witnesses the progress of an apprentice wizard named simon whom she had met earlier on her way to ain't moorport simon is a natural talent who invents a whole new way of looking at the universe that reduces its components to numbers (laughs) i figure he's basically autistic yeah absolutely yeah it it was that that one was interesting fucking Constantly stuttering and just like, but apparently is like, yeah, one of the most brilliant fucking people on on disc. The funny thing is, is that he's so brilliant that when people listen to his lectures, they they're like, yes, it all it's all clear now. But then once he's gone, they don't even know how to recreate. Yeah. Or remember what the fuck he said. Yeah. They just remember that he was brilliant. Which is interesting. Yeah. That's exactly what it's like to talk to autistic people. (laughs) You're like, that was brilliant. What the fuck was he talking about? Yeah. Uh, Another quote, I think, uh, it was around that area uh, that I really liked. I even saw a meme about it recently. Uh, It's, I forget exactly where it is. But yeah, the whole panoply of the universe has been neatly expressed to them as things to A, mate with, B, eat, C, run away from, and D, rocks. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty good. (laughs) Also, he's allergic to reality somehow. Yeah. What is that all about? I didn't get it. Like, why why does it go away at the end? What do you mean? Why is he suddenly not allergic to anything at the end? You know, and the whole time his eyes are watering and he's sneezing, he's... He's allergic to the world. I feel like that was just like uh, his kind of constant state not really an allergy just like uh so overwhelmed with shit in his mind that his body's just like okay we're, we're gonna be a weak little thing <laughs> you can say bitch but that's fine <laughs> a weak little bitch yeah pretty much uh, yeah um are we trying not to are we trying to be clean on this? Podcast? No, I don't even oh, fuck. Okay. Right. <laughs> I just honestly, bitch, didn't come I'm to taking mind. Taking your lead, so I'm just like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry for talking about rape. <laughs> yeah, we just went for like 30 minutes on molestation, but let's not say bitch. Um, Simon's magic causes a hole to be opened in dungeon dimensions while he is in Esk's presence. The staff acting to protect Esk. Strikes Simon on the head, closing the hole but trapping his mind in the dungeon dimensions. Esk throws his staff away, believing that it attacked Simon. While attempting to rescue him, Esk ends up in the dungeon dimensions. The, the extreme cold there causes the staff, now washed out to sea, to create a huge ice sheet, causing a storm that floods the university as well as the surrounding city. Um, yeah, 
giant ice flow that uh, Granny Weatherwax and the Arch Chancellor. Cut angle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who uh, gonna end up fucking? They're gonna end up fucking. <laughs> oh yeah, they're to- there's totally uh, chemistry there. Yeah. She's <laughs> nice. Yeah. She's like, I like your black dress. Yeah. She's like, hey, yeah, she's. Hey, hey. Some <laughs> kind of rotund lady in like this black, like all black shit, and he's yeah. just like, "Ain't nothing wrong with that." All right, that's what I want. <laughs> and I'm like, "Go, man!" All right. Yeah, <laughs> get you that uh, witch p- pussy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, a totally different. Like, if, if in the real world, in our world, you say you're gonna go on a date with a witch, most people are like. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, I'm sorry <laughs> to hear that. <laughs> you must be really needing yeah. some pussy. <laughs> That's true. In this world, it's like, fuck yeah, dude. Here, it's just like, ugh. All right. Okay, so. Um, and then, yeah. What S- did you, do you want to say anything about that? or What? I about? don't know. I don't know. Shout out to Weatherwax, Granny Weatherwax. <laughs> Arch Chancellor Kudungle. Oh, they have a whole fight, a magic fight, which is pretty cool. Oh, that magical duel was cool as fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. They basically were just switching in between, like, uh, like, uh, fuck. I forget the order that shapes. They, yeah, it was different shape. Like, what would beat? One was a snake, and then the other one would become something. It in was a basket, that. like that. That would yeah, hold the snake. Uh, and yeah, it was. It was very. And that's what uh, Neil Gaiman did with the Sandman. Mm-hmm. I, I, and I never read this before, but I'm like, for sure, Neil Gaiman got that from Terry Pratchett in Sandman. Maybe, maybe not, actually, because that kind of magical duel, I've seen that before. That's, a, that's, that's from old folk tales. Okay. About witches, basically. Okay. But then, interacting yeah. with each other. Yeah. Yeah. One becomes an eagle, one becomes a kite, the snake in the basket. I've, yeah. I've, I've read that before. I don't remember where, but I've read it before. Cool. Yeah. It's a, right. That's an ancient. Uh, Caucasian folktale. Caucasian. (laughs) Very white. Very white. Very white. (laughs) Um, Oh, I do have a quote here that I don't even know what it means. It's Latin from the book. Liber Paganarum Fulvarum. Oh, let's look that up. How do you spell Liger? What? Liber, L-I-B-E-R. That's liberation, freedom, something. Paganarum, P-A-G-I-N-A-R-U-M. I-N-A-R-M? U-M. U-M. Pageant, uh, uh, free pages, yeah? Fulvarum, F-U-L-V-A-R-U-M. U-M? Yeah, like mother. And this is Latin? Yes. Okay, so we're, let's do Latin. I use the Google La- uh, Translator for stuff like this. Uh, yeah. Are you still, are you trying to learn a language? Nope. Did we talk about that before? Yeah, we've talked about it a few times. I, I just have no interest in learning languages. Oh, dude, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna crack up about what this translates to. What? A book of yellow pages. Right. The right. yellow pages. Yeah, the, the yellow pages. <laughs> uh, yeah, fuck. Which in another few years, nobody's even gonna get that reference. But sure. Do we still have yellow pages? I, I yeah, we do. I, I recently uh applied to not be in the yellow pages anymore oh you can do that you can opt out of being in the yellow pages oh, i thought you had to <laughs> you know you, you, why would you have to that's literally that would be literally doxing the entire country <laughs> you, uh i guess so <laughs> i don't know i i I, think, I I just thought there was maybe a law about nope. you needed to be able to be found sometimes no nope. damn was i wrong okay I, I I've recently opted out. How I don't did you know. Do it? You just go online and you just opt out of being in the yellow pages. Hmm. I don't know if I want to do that though. What if? Uh, Why not? What if somebody's looking for me? That uh, that. What that, if somebody's uh, looking for you that you don't want to find? I suppose, but what if what if somebody's looking for me that should 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 then find me? Wouldn't they know someone who knows you? Like if there's somebody who you would want to find you. Yeah. Then yeah. I feel like you you would. They would know who to talk to to find yeah. you. Yeah. That's a good point. I can't fucking deny that. Because we don't really exist in the same world anymore anyway. Yeah. Where the the yellow pages are just it's sometimes your not, only... It's not necessary. And also, it can be used for bad, honestly. Like, I could go in the yellow pages right now and find, like, you could go... I 
do not do this. <laughs> you could go and find, Wink. go and look up all the Abbots. If you if you really dis, did not like Greg Abbott. Oh, yeah. And just go, like, one of them's got to be his family and yeah. just go fuck with them all. That's true. Do you think that's how people are doxing online? No, no. The that's pages? That's more, I mean, they could, but I feel like the doxing online is more of a... It's not that hard to pay a, uh, like a quick 50 bucks and get all the information you want on anybody. True. I've Online. done that. Yeah. I haven't paid shit, but I'm, you can find people. Yeah. If you really set your... Because one time in New York... I got to make this quick. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying not to let the ADD, ADD take over. <laughs> uh, long story short, Gene and I were walking through Brooklyn and we heard kittens meowing in a car. Uh, we checked, and the kittens had the, the cat had given birth to the kittens and left them under the hood. So I don't know about cars, but Jean said, you know, if if she, this lady, whoever owns this car, if they turn the car on, it's gonna kill. It's gonna shred these kittens. So we gotta go find out who this car belongs to, so that we can tell them not to turn the car on. There's kittens inside until yeah. we get them out or something. So we went to the building. Super wouldn't help. Wouldn't even show up. Um, they said contact the super, but he just wouldn't. And as and we kept trying to harass him, basically to get to get us to whoever this person was, and they were just being lazy and dismissive. So I did that, uh, and you know I'm a chick; I can fucking stalk anybody. It's it's in me for that. So I instead of ex boyfriends, I used it for this for good. I used my powers for good. <laughs> so all all of it, all my estrogen went into looking up. I looked up. Um, the building, and I found the name of the super. I found the name of his daughter. I found the name of his whole family. I call everybody, and then we found out what door number. And then I just, we just went over and over again, and and then we called the assistant. I found that person, and then they gave us the the info. But if I hadn't found their info, there would have been yeah. no way to get to them. Yeah. So. Yeah. It. it. But that, see that why maybe I should be in the yellow pages though, right? What if there's kittens in my car one day? <laughs> And I'm some old bitch, <laughs> like that lady was. She wouldn't hear them. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe. I don't know. I just opted out. I was like, nah, I, I don't need to be in a, a public book with my address and phone number and all that shit. Fuck yeah. that. I, I totally empathize with that. I get it. Also, you don't want, you don't want that guy from Florida coming back. <laughs> you, get it. Yeah. you should get a gun. Dude, you want to get guns? I'm down. Yo, let's get some I gotta save guns. some money, but yeah, yeah. Fine. All right, fine. I'll, I'll get. I'll, I'll definitely down and get a gun. I plan on getting a gun eventually once I have the money saved up. So, dude, let's get some fucking guns. <laughs> Would you get a shotgun or? Um, I mean, first a handgun, then a shotgun. Isn't shotgun better though for home defense? Depends. Damn, I love Texas. <laughs> I fucking love it. You can't do this in New York. <laughs> you can't. You can't plan to murder people if they come in your home in New exactly. York. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now um, you have to uh, invite up to dinner. Otherwise, you're going to go to jail. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, ADD, I'm sorry, ADD. Oh, good. Okay, go ahead. Last, last paragraph of this. <laughs> Esk and Simon discover the weakness of the creatures from the dungeon dimensions. If you can use magic but don't, they become scared and weakened. With the help of Granny Weatherwax and Arch Chancellor Cut Angle, who have retrieved the staff, they both manage to transport themselves back into into the Discworld. Esk and Simon go on to develop a new kind of magic based on the notion that the greatest power is the ability not to use all the others. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of corny. Yeah, <laughs> that was very like. Uh, Did I, you? Okay. Oh, because I was hoping you would explain that to me. Oh, or, it's or just it's some... it's just the idea of like. Uh, Control is the best power. Like being able to control the power that you wield is the best power. Ultimately, yeah, it is not not letting it get out of control and fuck everything up. That's kind of the theme of this podcast episode, if you think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, isn't that really? Although what we it have is? gone off the rails a few times, so it's like well, we, we're not that good at controlling. <laughs> we're not good. We're not good at controlling the power of focus. I'll admit that. <laughs> but, you know, we're doing our best. Oh, one thing I loved, uh, whenever she, she was traveling, like astro projecting, trying to get to Simon, and she grew big enough to where she was like looking at the great Atuin. Oh, yeah. And then she almost borrowed its mind. 
dreamlike, she reached out to borrow the biggest mind in the universe. She stopped herself just in time, like a child with a toy toboggan who expected a little gentle slope, and suddenly looks out the magnificent mountains, snow-covered, stretching into the ice fields of infinity. No one would ever borrow that mind. It would be like trying to drink all the sea. The thoughts that moved through it were as big and as slow as glaciers. That would be, that, that was great. Mm-hmm. A moment, I'm like, oh. Do it, do it. <laughs> I know. I would have done it. I, I would have. I, I would have. That's that urge you get when you look over a cliff. Yeah. And you're like, should I jump? You don't. You're not gonna do it, but you're like, fucking jump. With that one, like, ah, the opportunity to fucking just borrow the mind of a giant space swimming turtle. That I would be like, yeah, all right. I'm. This is where I guess my mind is going to die. <laughs> You're like, this is where I get off. <laughs> yeah. I'm not probably going to survive this ultimately. I'm probably going to go insane inside the mind of a turtle. But Worth for it. a second, it's going to be like awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. That's like that, That's like the scene in the other one where the where the the bureaucrat that becomes a human dives into chocolate. Exactly. She knows it's going to kill her. Exactly. But it's amazing. It, that's kind of that. That's my chocolate. That's wonderful. <laughs> Turtle mind. That's so wonderful. <laughs> Two things I'll say from that. And one is I people don't do that anymore. People don't think that way anymore. Yeah. Where where they go, if I have an opportunity, I know how I wanna die. People don't think that way anymore as much. I I, I have you know, I I have some stand up bits. I don't do stand up, but I have some bits. One of mine is uh uh, the way I'm going to die is do all the drugs. I'm just going to line a table with all the drugs and do them all. Like a bunch of everything. You should really think about that, though. <laughs> and I'm not saying don't do that. Obviously not. I'm saying you should think about the order. Yeah, yeah you should, I you have. You should really try to come up with the perfect cocktail. I do. I, I have. Uh, you start off civil with the easy stuff, the alcohol, and then a little bit of weed. And then I, I'm really good with hallucinogens, so I'd move to shrooms next and then get a little, because uh, by then it's, that's like three, like almost opiates. So then do a bump of cocaine, get myself a little upper, mm-hmm. then throw in the acid on top. Mm, oh my God, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Are you serious? Yeah. That's insane. No, it didn't. And then, then we keep on going. So then I was thinking either like meth or crack oh my God. to get like the big boost. I think meth is the one. Oh, well, I don't know. Crack, crack is a classic. Yeah. Cla- crack. I've heard a guy say on stage that crack is like, um, like you become a penis and the world is a pussy, basically. Nice. So that's nice. I don't know what that feels like exactly, but I can imagine the inverse. That's pretty good. So. And then I, I want to like, just like, I'm pretty sure this is the one where it'll like kill me. Just do like three major hallucinogens or major like crazy ones at once. So I'm just going to smoke salvia, ketamine, and heroin all at the same time. No, that's not good. This is how I'm going to die. <laughs> like, what are we talking about? Not good. The, well, the end wanna, point is don't death. Do you want a good experience or do you want just a crazy one and you don't, you don't I, really I, care? I just, the most outlandish experience possible. Okay, well then you got it. I want it. I want it to show in my eyes that I'm seeing the most crazy stuff possible. I thought maybe like <laughs> I you want wanted something that this. would that would have you <laughs> just kind of float out on an iceberg of thought, like a like gently, nah. you know, like an Inuit or some shit. Nah, I want I want this to be jumping off the edge of the world and seeing everything on the way down as visual, uh, like yeah. Okay, well it sounds like you accomplished that. <laughs> And so the second thing I wanted to say was, <laughs> just move on from that. <laughs> I want to be invited to that, by the way. But anyway, the second thing is um, the that thing that you just described that you just read from the book about her seeing the turtle. Mm-hmm. That is one of the things that always makes books better than the movie of that book because you can't possibly really depict that experience yeah. in a movie. You can't. It would be it would be hard to show her like astral projecting and then growing to the like be bigger than the turtle and mm-hmm. shit. That would be that would be a hard one to do. And then the thought, because yeah. just because she's staring at a turtle, yeah. how are you going to depict the idea, the the impulse, yeah, the per, the perverse impulse to jump into 
a yeah. mind and you lose need yourself the narrator into... as she like squints and goes to touch it you have to have the narrator being like and she was right. thinking about taking borrowing the mind and yeah. she, you know but that's kind of a half-assed yeah right it's never quite the same yeah <laughs> so I know. you got any closing notes um i another thing i thought was really cool was the uh crystal spheres and shit that simon had yeah. full of the different worlds yes like uh, they had our world in one, like the round world, yeah. it, which was cool as fuck. And then like he two or three of the other worlds are worlds so close to shit that I've come up with with my own stories. Really? Like the Ouroboros, the snake biting its own tail. Mm-hmm. I have a fantasy world created that is that. It's uh, really it's Ouroboros bites its own tail and it, and its body is spiraling, and it it. Creates and destroys land masses and creatures that spiral around its body, and there's a sun in the center of it. So whenever the land masses spiral around its body, that's how you get day and night on the world and shit. That's pretty cool. And then yeah, they had one with a world tree. I have my whole world tree world. Right. You know, like I was like, holy fuck, me and Terry Pratchett. I I, <laughs> I felt I felt like. I'm on Terry Pratchett's level for just a second. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's wonderful. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, when you make a world, when you build a world, do you where do you share it? Where do you share information about it? Do you do that at all yet or what? I mean, no, most of mine are just in notebooks and on my Google Docs. Really? Yeah. Because I think that with virtual reality now and augmented reality, I think world building is eventually going to become a career. I think it's eventually going to become a viable job. I've thought about that because I have I have a, a VR headset and I have a they have this program called Gravity Sketch, and uh, I've kind of molded sketched out the World Tree world a little bit. Um, I'd need to learn it way better, but yeah, that probably is ultimately going to be a thing because if if I were to able to make the World Tree world, then I could record an intro. I could record an intro for that with just the world like just have it and then like pull it in slowly and shit like right you could do some crazy shit with it i think that's gonna be really exciting yeah and then you can just people come into your world like a theme park almost yeah but better <laughs> right that'd be i don't know anyway something looks look forward to <clears throat> do, um, build some worlds before you fucking please. before you fuck off on drugs okay oh yeah I'm, I'm, don't worry it's uh, that's gonna be like whenever i'm like 70 i'm gonna be doing all that i'm, I'm gonna kill myself with drugs okay um <laughs> the okay and this was something i wanted to it is way less cool than the world tree thing or whatever uh it's a word uh um, what? This is going to get weird. Um, <laughs> the fuck did you say to me? So it was somebody laughed. It was the sort it was the sort of laugh. Basically, it was this epiglottis throttling word is seldom used on the disc except by highly paid stunt linguists. And of course, the tiny tribe of Katerni who invented it. As no direct synonym, although the Kamhuli word squirt, the feeling upon finding the previous occupant of a privy has used all the paper, begins to approach it in general depth and feeling. <laughs> Terry Pratchett just comes up with the most weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's so wild. Like that word, the Pichizarnikov is P apostrophe C-H apostrophe Z-A-R-N-I apostrophe C-H-I-W-K-O-V. It's one word. What the fuck? <laughs> it's so fucking weird and awesome. Yeah. I love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, it's that, all the details, man. That was fun. Um, and then I think there was one last little quote that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. The ending with the ants. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure. right. Like, it's this giant story about, like, you know, feminism and equal rights and magical powers and a whole nother dimension. And then they're just having, like, dinner and the place is flooded or the, no it, it, uh, it says it's gonna flood but yeah they're having dinner they drop a lump of sugar and the ants carry a fucking the lump of sugar into a pyramid of sugar where they buried a dead queen mm-hmm. and she is like yeah that's gonna be wiped away next time it floods and right shit. well and then they just they discovered the secret to longevity or something yeah like yeah that. They, the secret to longevity it's like i i kind of want that story but Cool. We'll let, we'll just let it go. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta know when to let go. 
anyway, that was equal rights. Yeah, that was fun. A fun, interesting conversation we had. Fucking weird ass, <laughs> dark ass fucking conversation that we had. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this will be a great episode, I promise. It's going to be fucking awesome. <laughs> so, I, I enjoyed it. Um, My sister's going to love it. <laughs> I mean, uh, look, okay, we can put that behind the Patreon if you want. No. I'm sure she wouldn't be willing to pay for <laughs> access to that. Part. I'm I'm honestly sure she doesn't listen at all. Uh, uh, yeah, I know my mom does. I don't think any of my other family do though. Yeah. So that's nice. I get to say whatever the fuck I want. That's fucking right. But it's not like I'm, I'm I really care because they don't live here anyway. Woo! You're good. Be free. Yeah. But especially you're doing comedy now. You got to get used to just saying whatever the fuck yeah. you want. Yeah. I and. Don't hold back. I have, I have, I have done that pretty much. We whole. all struggle with that. Even <laughs> me, it's just hard. It's hard not to. Sometimes you hold back, but yeah. then that's bad for performing, for art, for building a world. You gotta be fucking raw and just get out, just open. You get used to it after yeah. a while. ADD really helps because you just say whatever the fuck comes in your head anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks for. Joining me, I'm glad we did this again. Same, <laughs> for sure. It's been it was, that was fun as fuck. All right, everybody, see you later. All right, bye. bye.